Hello there, and welcome to Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, usually a writer's room podcast, but today a reaction and review podcast for the season finale of Ahsoka, episode eight. It's finished, it's done. We're going to do the entire recap of this episode and then our overall thoughts of the season. So why not? Why wait? Let's just jump into it. Uh, episode eight, the finale. What do we think of it? I'm pretty disappointed. Really? Yeah. Shit. Sandra? Um, I was like, uh-huh. I was on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, but then um, after like, uh, I was kind of like falling off it near the end of the episode. Okay. And I think something at the very like tail end of the episode sort of brought it back to me and made it feel like a, a bit more like full. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just jump into it. I personally, overall thoughts, I actually really enjoyed the finale. I thought it succeeded in some ways and failed in other ways. Uh, but let's start at the start. The episode begins with, I think, Thrawn and a pretty badass scene between Thrawn and Morgan Elsbeth. Yes. Is, is her promotion scene straight up? Promotion scene? No, yeah, that's no. later in the episode. It's, uh, them talking about Ahsoka and, yes. and planning to take the, take her down and everything, sending out the TIE fighters and the TIE fighters leave. And it's this whole epic thing. Maybe she does get promoted right at the start, that's, actually. That's when she gets, like, the, her... Yeah, she gets the... the powers. Yeah, yeah, Gift of the Shadow. And she gets the cool fucking magical flame blade sword. It's green. And she gets Thanks her God. black eyes. It was pretty cool. I thought it was a pretty cool opening. Probably the most interesting thing that's happened to her character. Yeah, I've been a pretty big detractor of Morgan Elsbeth. And later on in the show, when we found out she's gonna die, I was like, yes, <laughs> this is brilliant. <laughs> it was really funny. But, so that happens. It's the intro to the show. And then we get the title card. <laughs> The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord, yep. which I'm not a fan of at all. I did not think that was a good choice. I think we all kind of laughed. It's just a very strange yeah. title card, especially yeah. when it, like you get a title card like um, far, far away. Which is perfect. It's one of my favorite title cards on any like Star Wars media ever. Um, hey, look, they've had a lot of fun with the titles, obviously. They have had a lot sure. of fun, for sure. Um, earlier on in the season, I noticed as I rewatched some of the episodes, so that it was Fallen Warrior, which I thought was a perfect title for the episode where she falls, and then you're talking about Anakin, Fallen Warrior. They changed it to Shadow Warrior is now the title. They changed the they title changed of the, the name. Did they change oh. it in the episode, though? Yeah. No, it's a different title card now. I went back and rewatched it. They do. That. So I'm certain, because yeah. I was like, what the fuck? That's, That's so really weird. weird. Anyway, there's a little thing for you guys. But also, Sh- like, Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior. Fallen Warrior seems so, like... Such a better title. Is it because poetic. it's a spoiler? Yeah. Is that... You shouldn't have done that in the first place. It's not though. really a spoiler. Not really, no. Ugh. This, I don't like... I don't how... like they could change things? No, yeah. I know. Like, the like, digital media stuff? Yeah, literally. It's really annoying. <laughs> like Jeans Guy. Jeans Guy? Just yeah. getting rid of Jeans Guy? And the problem guy. is that they never released it on DVD. Jeff, so, Jeff Blue Jeans, yeah. Yeah, so if I wanted... Um, yeah, that Mando episode on DVD where I can see Jeans Guy in the background, I can't have it. You can't have it. Tell you what, though. George Lucas would love this. Complete creative control. Oh, God, man. Just... <laughs> I, one day you won't even remember that there wasn't a special edition. Yeah. <laughs> Famous words. Okay. So, okay. so that's the start of the episode. That's the title card. And then we move to Ahsoka and Sabine. To be honest, the early parts of this episode are kind of blurry for me because it was kind of moving a bit slow. They send out the TIE Fighters. Oh, no. they're building the lightsaber. That building was pretty lightsaber, cool. Yeah. 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 That's cool. We get a bit with uh, yeah, Hugh Yang and... and... Uh, Ezra and Ezra has no idea who the fuck this droid is, and he's just like, it's funny. That whole interaction reminded me of R two and Yoda mm. on 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 Dagobah. No, they actually yeah. It's yeah. like you know, it's like you know, no, let go, and and we've got crazy Ezra, and he yanks like, stop making a fucking mess in my workshop. Great, trying to build a lightsaber. <laughs> um, and then we get the moment where he, like they realize, oh, Kanan Jarrus was your master. Very nice character moment, and he gets the same hilt that Kanan Jarrus used. It was a yeah. backup uh, piece, yeah. which I thought was a really great way to kind of 
bridge those characters through Hu Yang. Uh, that was very sweet, very touching, yeah. uh, and very cool because he's yeah. a nice lightsaber, and it's like, fuck yeah. We get a bit more of a timeline. We get a bit of exposition from we Hu do. Yang about The Sabine Purge of Mandalore. And The Purge of Mandalore. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, we, we find out that it's actually at the, after the Empire was defeated. At the, seemingly at the, uh, yeah. a part of Operation Cinder, yeah. if you were to assume. In, like, Which the, is nice just to that's so simple we yeah. finally actually have an idea people have been theorizing timelines. about it for ages and i think people are pretty much close on to that yeah. being the timeline but yeah. to get a confirmation of that's pretty cool it's uh it's handy to know i don't yeah. know why that took so long i, I don't think, either yeah i think it's pretty neat it's a very nice like easy to fit in thing especially since they were talking about gideon like i think two episodes ago in that like the start of that new republic room yeah um but like something i raised when we were watching i'm just like it seems like with that motivation in mind and if that's what was pushing Sabine sort of away from her Jedi training, why wouldn't she join Bo-Katan in the hunt for Gideon? Yeah, since all of her family that's died in the Purge. a good question, my friend. I hadn't thought about that. There's a, there's Mandalorians out there. They're alive. Yeah, they're alive. Some of them yeah. are Bo-Katan. I guess, are their families, like, against each other? Um, no, they team up in Rebels. Yeah, last time we see them in Rebels. Bo-Katan, they're, they're, like, they're, like, they're united the under fucking Sabine. And and Bo-Katan and right. Sabine gives Bo-Katan the dark saber. Gives sure. it to her. oh look, this is before they'd gone and like retconned mm. everything. But uh, anyway, we have the idea now that between the three or four years between between Rebels and when the Siege of Mandalore would have happened, we know that yep, okay, so Sabine was training with uh, Ahsoka. That's all well and good, and then it all goes downhill when it gets scorched, and then we've had five plus years of exploring those thing. sort of around that kind of story, mm, yeah. but. So we get that reveal, and Sabine talks to Ahsoka. They're talking on the deck of the ship about the Force, continuing to like try and pursue Sabine's training of like, you know, ignore the lightsabers. It's about your your body and your mind. Yeah, right? but it's also these two have a moment now together. First yeah. actual time to talk since, uh, you know, since leaving. Since, yeah, since <laughs> yeah. Ahsoka died. Since uh, Sabine gave the map to uh, Valence Gold. Yeah, and, and Ahsoka knows that, and she's like, you know, are you mad? And she doesn't even give her a I'm I'm disappointed. It's just <laughs> yeah. like. I made some hard decisions decisions in my time with my master, Anakin. Yes, Anakin. Yes, thank you for remi- thank you for <laughs> reminding us that Anakin was Ahsoka's master. It, in case we forgot, it's cool. It's cool to get a, the name drop. It's fun, it's but it's stupid. like at this point, it's overused. Oh, you felt you guys felt that way? I didn't even. That's not writing. I, 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 I thought it was fine. I, I, I felt like it. it was like ham fisted. Like they're okay. just trying to like shove in. Anakin. Hey, remember that guy you love? Hey, remember that <laughs> guy? Anyway, we all love Anakin. Anakin. Yeah. Like... So yeah, I have that moment, and she's like, "I will be there with you, no matter what," which I thought was very sweet and mm. somewhat of a nice resolution for their two characters as master and apprentice across this show. Yep. Uh, and we get um, more of that later, yeah. but yeah, we do also have that thing you said come full circle with like Ahsoka Zark is trying to learn to train not for f- the sake of fighting. But train your body, train your mind. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, and then TIE Fighters come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Well, they sent them in. They sent them in. Uh, and so Ezra walks out. He's like, hey, guys, check this out. And he's like, oh, shit, TIE Fighters. <laughs> and they uh, hit the ship. We get a really cool force push of them holding up the ship. I thought that was really neat. Uh, oh, yeah, because they're escorting the little villages of the... the they are, trying crabs. to get them to safety. I don't know what the fucking... What's the go there? Why they're escorting them or why they have to fly near them? Because or hang out with them? Crabs. They're just traveling with them. It's like they're traveling with them. That they didn't they're, establish why. Ezra's friends, I guess. I guess they're Ezra's friends. It's, it's fine. It doesn't really need to be answered. But um, the ship jets off and hits both TIE fighters, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. Well, yeah, yeah. And, so and it crashes. flies it. To... Yeah. I don't know. That's like another. I think it's cool. She's done a whole season of not wise choices. And then here they are trying to. They know they're on a time crunch. They know they need oh, to get right. to the Star Destroyer. Mm. And they have this super fast transport. And she thinks, hmm. 
best way to get rid of these TIE fighters is to just fly my ship into their ships and I've disabled my ship. Yeah. Right. You're angry that they're, she fucked the ship. I'm angry ship at how stupid they're making her. She's not this stupid. I don't think it was that stupid. I feel like this is more of the, a plot contrivance where it's like, oh, the ship's got a little bit of engine juice in it. And she's like, all right, I've got one thing I can do. Mm. Jet it into and crash the ship to save our lives and kill the TIE fighters. Great. So that's the plot contrivance. And now they have to ride their wolves, just the three Jedi, over to the temple. Great. Now we've got our plot. We can get away with the rest of the episode. They can't just fly over there and solve the problems. Um, look, they want to make Thrawn smart, and this is kind of how they got to do it. Uh, I, I've got no defense other than that. <laughs> That's it. I feel that <laughs> then feels like one of those, like, you know, our heroes don't feel that strong because our villain is weak. Well, this one is our villain doesn't feel that strong because our heroes are being stupid. Yeah, it's it's tricky. It's tricky to write stuff like this, but... They, I feel like they did a good job of making Thrawn look really smart, maybe at the cost of some intelligent plot decisions, I guess, yeah. is, is yes. where we're at. But I guess yeah. the idea of sending those TIE fighters there in the first place was was to slow them down, was yeah, to damage sure. their ship. For sure. Yeah. So in a, in a way, he sort of succeeded. Oh, absolutely. Thrawn definitely succeeded. It's just in the way that the plot plays out. It's mm. just a bit contrived, I guess. It's, yeah, it's right. kind of how it feels sometimes. They ride their wolves. Yes. They ride their wolves, cuts the thrawn. He sends hellfire, as yeah. he would say. Yeah, rain hellfire on them. Yeah. yeah. He says he s- sends down the, the squadron of stormtroopers. like, these people volunteered. Yeah, cool. And we'll protect them. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, ooh how are they going to be protected? I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't actually catch that line at all. They said, like, they understand, like, the cost, right? And she's like, they're willing to lay down their lives for the Empire. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're like, suicide mission. Great. That's sick. I didn't catch the line about they'll be protected, though. Yes, yeah. Thrawn says something. What were they, like, some kind of suicide squad? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> anyway, people have theorized all show that they're finally going to do zombie troopers. Which they did. Yeah. Which was actually pretty sick. It was pretty cool. So, Sabine, Ezra, and Ahsoka fight their way through, they use the force to open up the doors, they get in, and then, this was a weird cut, I think they, they missed a little bit of Conti here, because there was, they ride in, cool, they ride in, Next they time the troopers them. down, and then the next time they see them, it's mid-blaster fight, yep. there's, no, there's no shot of them running down the stairs to start firing their blasters, it's mid-fight, we didn't need it, it yep. was a tiny bit Does jarring. Does it cut back, we, and then cut back into the room? It cuts back to Thrawn, it's like, send down the troopers, and then it cuts back, and the troopers are shooting them, yep. like uh, immediately, okay. there's no like little intercut shot. There. Yeah. There's a few moments in there as well, though, so like, uh, Thrawn and, and everyone else basically load up. So, you know, we know the ship's ready. Yeah, so they, so so they, we're done loading up. We're good. And then including, like, the three, like, mothers of the Night Sisters, except they tell Morgan to stay. That comes just after that, they beat the, the, the troopers. But, right. yeah, it's all of this kind of, this big action set piece kind of blends into yeah. one. But they say, we need a little bit more time, yeah. just as they're getting to the top of the tower. Well, there was something else that really annoyed me. Yeah. So they said at the start of the episode that the ship is ready to go. Then they get the hyperspace ring to come down to them, to then fly it all back up. Did the Star Destroyer not have even that much power to get up into space itself? It didn't need to you wait. You know what? I didn't think about mm-hmm. that. No, this is the th- <laughs> this is so many reasons why this episode annoyed me, and it's stupid. So you, no, that's is, so fair. It's so fair. So you reckon that the Star Destroyer could have just flown up into the ring? Yeah, no, no, yep. it makes sense. I can't argue with that at all. I can't, <laughs> I can't see that being like explained other than like, Plot contrivance. Plot contrivance. Yeah. It needed to like, delay oh, more to give the to... No, that is such a fair criticism. Um, I hadn't even thought about that because they spend so much time with these little steps that Thrawn has to make in order to get off the planet. Does it make for like a cool time crunch in the episode? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but so if you start to think about it, yeah. then yeah, you kind of break it down. You're like, why didn't this ship just fly off? N- making all of this conflict null and void yeah. because they're just trapped in the tower. And this would be one of those scenarios with, with how I know our writing process goes where one of us would bring that up. 
and then we'd go back to square one <laughs> because like, that's oh, what fuck. you have to do. Now we got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've got freedom, but uh, <laughs> freedom and time. If we have and... freedom. They have the Disney ha- the hand, yeah. <laughs> the big um, gloved hand. Yeah. Anyway. So they start fighting stormtroopers. Yeah. And, and they, it's cool. It's yeah. really, really cool. All the action's really, really cool. I really like the action of the um, them on the wolves. The wolves, through the like, fire. dodging through the blaster bolts, I thought was pretty sick. Their it visuals really look great. It's really smooth. Um, it's just, like, a cool... It, it felt very pulp action to me, a lot of this, because it's like, okay, we got to get inside the tower. We're in the tower. They're shooting at us. we got to get through this, the troopers. The troopers are zombies. We've got to shoot the zombie troopers. We run up the stairs. Now it's Morgan Elsbeth. Boss fight room. Great. And then it just continues to escalate. Then the tower explodes. they got to jump onto the new ship. A lot of really great pop action does this extremely well, where it's like, what's the most crazy thing that can happen? Let's do that. And you just continue to do that and do that. And I, I really enjoyed that. Was it contrived? Yes. Do I? Can I ignore that a little bit to enjoy it? Absolutely, I can. Because some of these fights were insanely good. I was very impressed, especially with the fucking green flame blade. That shit rocked. Mm. Mm. Oh, did we mention the green flame blade? Yeah, right at the start. Oh, it's okay, like right, she yeah. gets the yeah. cool. They make a fucking katana out of green flames, and then she holds it, and it's on fire. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty d and I'm yeah, here yeah, for this. Yeah. Because, like, I've always been iffy on the Night Sisters, but if you give me a cool flaming sword, I can't say no. <laughs> Aren't there red witches in D&D? Yeah, but then yeah. there's D&D. It's, witch, it's magic. No. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so they, they mow down these stormtroopers, and then, boom, resurrected. Yeah, which was really cool. Um, I was, like, iffy. I'm like, oh, shit, they're doing zombie troopers. I've seen this in Clone Wars. I didn't like it. But, you know, I'm a sucker, so I love it here. Yep. Um, um, and then they got to run up the stairs and fight these off these zombie troopers and and then block doors and then they cut through doors and you keep running and block anyway. Yeah. I think it's worth bringing up the thing we were talking about. Oh, where, what we were complaining about in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So they could have just cut off limbs. They. So this is a problem that we it took me out of it. It's like we've set up that they're zombies. You can see their evil, nasty faces under the helmets, uh, and they're getting the shit kicked out of them. Cut their arms and legs and heads off. And at one point they do cut a head off, and they have to go behind some rock pillar to hide the head cut. Even though they show the rolling head, it's like, come on. And they show like the cauterized part, the neck yeah, cleave exactly. of the rolling head. Yeah. Disney it's, doing Disney things. The whole point of like making lightsabers safe to watch for kids was the fact that they cauterized the wound like yeah. immediately. Unless you're talking uh, that one guy. Unless you're talking that one guy who has really hot blood. Yeah. Yeah. A million degrees or whatever. Um, But yeah, no, it's just like, this show, I think, you know, we could see some lightsaber actual slashes. This show's not as bad as Kenobi was. That Where it's really, just really safe. Where the oh, lightsaber really just bounces off the armor. Literally off st- regular yeah. Stormtrooper armor. And um, it's not like we're looking for the most gory, violent, cutting limbs off every everywhere here and there, like, show. We're just looking for some realism when you have a cool laser sword. But and also, you've seen limbs get cut off repeatedly. When the, in- when the Inquisitor zombie was killed. I'm pretty sure Ahsoka didn't, like, fully cut him in half. He, she just, like, slashed his chest, yeah. and that was enough to kill him. Yeah. They slashed so many zombies' chests in this episode, and none of, them, none of them have that. I think the difference is it was, like, the difference between a resurrected corpse and someone like Savage Press, who is, like, composed of Night Sister magic, I think is the difference there. Just from my basic understanding of Clone Wars fucking Star Wars magic shit. Right, so he was more than, a, the Inquisitor one was more than yeah, a Yeah, because he could use the Force and yeah. he had a lightsaber and stuff like Savage Press because that's what happens to him in the Clone Wars, if yeah, I recall. Right. He gets slashed and then fucking... He does have that green... Yeah, he gets the, all mm, the, the mist okay. comes out of him. Mm. Yeah, right. That's what that's where my mind to any, my mind went to anyways. Yeah, curious. Okay, okay yeah, so right. we get to, almost at the top, we're, far, we're away from the zombies and then our three heroes come face to face with Morgan Elsbeth. Which is cool. Yeah. And um, then Ahsoka's like, just me, I'll take this one. Yep. Before and, and, that, yeah, sorry. Um, Ezra and Sabine have their fight at the top, and then no, no that's the same thing. But Ahsoka's still like fighting troopers down below because they 
Ezra's no. already jumped onto the starship. By no, the you time. silly bugger. So Ahsoka meets up with Morgan Elsbeth and she's like, go up to the throne. And Sabine's like, oh, no, we're going to stay together. And she's like, no, I got this. Sabine and Ezra go up to the top to fight the two uh, dark troopers. And then she oh, stays down right. and has the duel. She has a duel with her up the stairs. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah no, it's no, okay. Also, okay. it's a lot of blended action, but yeah. Morgan was left behind as the last resort. Yes. She had one job. Don't let the other two just go because... <laughs> so yeah, her job was to buy time. And you said, this is really funny to me. I was like bursting out laughing. Thrawn's like, we need a bit more time. And Morgan Elsbeth is a really great moment of her just like, oh, I'm staying here. I don't get to see the Empire succeed and Thrawn return. Sad for me. And then the three great mothers walk past her onto the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. They're like, ooh, sorry about that one. And they just Yikes. like sideswipe her. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking funny. Uh, so yeah, and then she mutters to herself, for Dathomir, and I go, cool, I don't care, I want to see you die. And then she does, yeah. uh, which is great. So, uh, they have this, and then the, the fight is just as good as this, the episode she's in in Mendo Season 2. Yeah. Where it's the, the cool staff of Beskar versus two lightsabers. That shit rocks, and this shit rocks too. It's really yeah. good. Except that Ahsoka loses a lightsaber in this fight. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was good. Good stakes. I thought um, and then the troopers do also rock up. Uh, but, but, but back up top. So yes, Ezra yeah. and Sabine overcome two uh, dark zombie troopers. troopers. Yeah, boom, beat them, and then and we see Sabine use the force well, by yeah. herself. Yeah, yes. she uh, she force grabs the lightsaber. True. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was a good. That felt I, more like an Empire Strikes Back moment. I liked mm. it. I felt it was good. Yeah, but also she killed that zombie trooper by just stabbing it in the head. We're gonna yeah. give that a pass based on what we were previously talking about. I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So then they're like, "Oop, the ship's taken off. We can jump." Yeah. This was like, nah. <laughs> Sabine's like, yeah. They go back and forth for a bit, and then they do it. And yeah. so he gets his run up. He does a big force jump, and then as he's falling, she force pushes him yeah. up onto the ship. Uh, and it doesn't it look janky. pretty sweet. I yeah. thought it was like, I was like, it was there's pretty a, good. There's okay. a few moments like that in Clone Wars, and it's like you can get away with that in animation. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that looks pretty sweet. I thought it looked pretty cool. Mm. The one thing for me is we don't see a whole lot of the force being used like that in live action. The most we see is like Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. They do some big, yeah, big jumps in Phantom Menace. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like really big, like fucking jumps. It's like, oh shit, I didn't know you could do that. Goddamn, that's well, a that's, big yeah. jump. I mean, that's the, the I suppose, the cause and effect of like, you've got original trilogy and very limited in what they can do. And yeah. then prequels, George is like, ah, fucking Jedi can Go do nuts. everything. Yeah. So this is Force more print. of that style, which I thought was pretty cool. Is yeah. it weird that Sabine just kind of unlocked Force yeah. powers and then does it? A little bit. <laughs> I was able to sustain belief just because it looked cool. Yeah. But, like, it is weird that she... It pushes the limit, for she sure. She just figured out how to pull stuff towards yeah. her, and now she's like, yeah, I can, like, I can do what a Jedi does, basically. And then, so, 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 because up on the uh, bridge, and he's like, you know, uh, not bridge, but hangar, but you, yeah, Sabine, you also jump. We think she's going to. And the moment comes full circle yeah. where she, you know, earlier in the season left her master behind mm. when they should have stayed together and now they stay together, which I thought was a somewhat satisfying uh, dramatic arc for the two of them and they fight off a Morgan Elsbeth and the troopers together yep. in I another banging action scene. Pretty excellent. Yeah. Uh, the the blaster-saber combo fucking rules. It's so cool. <laughs> We're yeah. big fans of that from the Jedi Survivor because you can do that as well. It's awesome. So yes, Ahsoka kills Morgan and then they're outnumbered. Star Destroy is leaving, and they're like, yeah, cool. We're just going to jump. And they yeah, and they, they jump off the edge. Fly. It's been Ahsoka, yeah, get they land on the ship. Yeah. Classic hero move. Very good and stuff. As the tower gets blasted to pieces, as Thrawn gives the order, he's like, nah, get rid of him. We're gone now, uh, which is cool. And uh, it gets the, 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 the tower gets destroyed, and they fly off into space, the T-16 chasing after them. 
and they get up there and 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 so yeah they're up in space and then Thrawn gives it, gives her a phone call yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um it gives this really awesome it's speech. a great monologue it's just a, such an evil piece of shit monologue it's awesome yeah and he's just like long live the empire and then boom I have one victory today. Yeah. Long live the empire! Oh, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah. activates the hyperdrive, and they shoot off, and they leave Ahsoka and Sabine in the dust—the cool ass blue space dust of a giant hyperdrive core. Uh, <laughs> before, and then Sabine and Ahsoka are like, "I guess we lose. We're stuck here. Shit. Uh, let's go back to the planet." And they go back to the little hermit crab people. Yeah. And now we're in the once again the denouement, <laughs> the, the denouement? of the season, yeah. as they're wrapping up all of this different stuff. Now that we've had our climax and uh, a big finale. Uh, we go through Balin's Skull and Shin Hati, who heretofore we have not seen this the entire episode. in this episode at all. Uh, so we see Shin hold her lightsaber up for the bandits, which I thought was a cool shot. I didn't get it, but I think she's just. I think it's implying in season two she's going to lead those bandits or something. I am imagining you're correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> season two, it. and we jump on the gun there. Let's get um, to that yeah, in a yeah. second. Yeah, uh, and then Balin, we see him go out to uh, the the gates. Of what's its face from from uh, Lord of the Rings at uh, the border yeah. of the the he's standing Gondor. on a big statue of the father from the Mortis arc in Clone Wars. You guys popped for this, yeah. so I was like, oh, cool man. No, yeah, so <laughs> I missed this entirely, but yeah. To his left is then the son, and then shattered to the right is statue of the daughter. Yes, and when it's interesting because when we go back to the uh, when we're with Ahsoka and Sabine, when they go back to the villages, they go back to the hermit crab people, and they're like, hi, and and Ahsoka's like, you know, this is where we're meant to be. Uh, the circus sees an owl. Mm. It's a it's white not owl. That owl, though. It's no, an like, owl. Space but, owl but, of some but kind. But you get what they're doing, right? No, it's just like they've always, they've always explicitly shown the very specific creature. Yeah. And they didn't this time. That would be weird if they did that. They're in a different galaxy. It has to be a different owl. They show, <laughs> they show it's, it's always the same owl. Though. What? It's always it's the same. It's a false owl. owl. They show, they show an owl, which is like, we know it's the daughter. It's the spirit of the daughter that has always assisted Ahsoka, that has always come back to her um, for whatever reason. This is a different cousin. It's a cousin, a distant cousin of that space owl. Yeah. Anyway, space owl. So we see this person, and that's the first. I get what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's just, it's always been the same owl. It's like a flamingo owl this time. It has like weird, like backwards legs. It's great. <laughs> don't know. They all? Owls? Owls? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I so. No. Anyway. <laughs> um. Oh, goodness. So where to next? Uh, I think just holding on that for a moment, because Balin's skull and yes. this reveal yeah, yeah. is huge. Just the idea. So they're called the Ones. It's the characters from the Mortis arc of Clone Wars, and it's the father, the son, and the daughter. Kind of some weird religious fucking biblical shit that I'm not a fan of. I've always not been a, bit, a big fan of the it's, Mortis it's arc. It's crazy. Two, two days ago, we had our yeah. episode that will be coming out uh, this Friday. Yes. Yes, uh, which is our cutting canon. We spoke about how the mortis arc is kind of needs to be cut. Too deep. Funnily enough, it ties it directly into Ahsoka, which is wild because we're also cutting that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're these Force demigods, basically, like incredibly powerful Force users, like mm. deeply connected to the Force, um, who like shapeshift and do Force nightmares and all sorts of weird shit. Uh, and Balin Skull is following the path of these things mm. to some light in way in the distance in the oh, mountains. So Lord of the Rings. Very Lord yeah. of the Rings yeah. in a good way. I loved it. Uh, but it's, it's very mysterious. And a lot of people online have been theorizing about the Ab Abeloth is Abeloth, what it's called. I, I believe so. So the D and D version is the Aboleth. <laughs> and then the Star Wars version is the Abeloth, which you guys have been researching into. Apparently that is the mother of this family. Well, potentially. Potentially. It's, it's, it's interesting. So, because that was all kind of in Legends. When they introduced the Ones uh, in, in the Legends books and comics, was around the same time as Clone, Clone Wars. Mm. Uh, that season came out in 2010. There was a book series called The Fate of the Jedi. came out in 2009 to 2012. Uh, in which, yeah, they had 
mother, father, son, daughter. Uh, but we've never seen the mother. We've never anything. seen the mother. We do know that she's. It is canon that that blade exists. The cool, the, the cool sword that they use to kill the demigods. Oh, in, that, in right, yep. And that sword in EU, and I'm pretty sure they reference it in the Mortis arc that they killed the mother with it. And in EU, they kill the mother with it, like, and she comes back every like ten thousand years or something like that. Like right. she's like a reoccurring entity of yeah, dark side embodiment, something like that, something crazy. And Balin mentioned previously in the season, like his goal is to reshape everything. Like it's this stupid pendulum of inevitability that he hates, and he wants to escape it and, and create something new. So following theoretically the mother or that story of the ones uh, and these really powerful force deities could definitely lead there it's just weird to end the season on that and have these characters stuck in a distant galaxy while thrawn is returned with ezra bridger which yep. is a huge change to yep. the canon the lore and the story of where they're going especially considering the very strange place that disney is in at the, the moment. very huge scale shift on yes what you'd see from like in the galaxy at that time yeah which we don't really know too much about but we also know that they're trying to push into like making snoke make more sense yes and, but we've heard that when thrawn comes back to the galaxy he's going to reunite the empire but we already have this idea that in canon sidious is already doing that on exegol yeah so it's like does thrawn know about exegol just the next thing <laughs> what's what's going on there yeah there's good questions but before we're going to come back to this i think but yeah. just quickly the last kind of shots is sabine and ahsoka standing on the edge of the hills next to the hermit crab people yeah mm. um even before that oh before, before that you're right uh ezra bridger escapes uh the chimera Thrawn's flagship, and he flies a Imperial shuttle over to... It's actually an old Jedi shuttle. It's the Jedi yeah. shuttle that Ezra used to get up to the Chimera. Oh, in, it's the same Rebels. shuttle? Yeah. They kept they the shuttle kept the whole time, and he's yeah. like, fuck you guys, this is going to be poetic as hell, and yeah. he takes that shuttle. Yeah. That's golden. And he's dressed in Stormtrooper armor. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so he, he bought like, uh, Home One. Yeah. And, and he sees Hera and Chopper, and it's a pretty cool reunion. I was pretty, I was pretty stoked. Yeah. Nice. Touching the mic again, Sandra. I, my bongo... <laughs> It hooked. Um, uh, una bongo. <laughs> so yeah, he comes back. And then also we see the Chimera go to Dathomir. Yeah. 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 Which is very, very cool. Seeing live action Dathomir is going to rock, I oh, think. And then there's a shot over the hangar as yeah. well of also of all the, the cargo, which it's it's bodies. It literally is bodies. I'll tell you, I'm telling you now. Again, we won't have an answer. Melo's so furious that he Three can't get years. an answer to this, but he's so certain that it's it's, it's going to be uh, crazy zombie bodies, crazy zombie bodies, zombie bodies. some sort of body. Yeah. Anyway, but yes, last shot. Um, then the last shot is a, a, a Sabine and Ahsoka on the Peridia. Mm. And the, thoughts, the, Andrew? Yeah. Well, just back and going back to the Dathomir. Thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. We never really get an explanation on what Thrawn's deal is with the Great Mothers. With the Great Mothers, they're always like. Thank we'll you. do anything for you. Yeah. yeah, we'll do anything for you. Thank you for like this deal. It's been very good for us. Yeah. What have what has he done? He's crash landed on your planet. Look, let's just say <laughs> Thrawn's a monster in the sack. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a strategist. He's a master strategist. He knows how to get things done. <laughs> he plays the game well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. So... Um, but <laughs> I think I think it's a <laughs> it's hard to like make a serious point following that <laughs> tactics I, I think it's like an interesting play on um braun being very inspired by sidious's tactics okay. in manipulating um a force that would seem 
like sort of religious, sort of like has its own culture behind it and tricking them into meeting your own goals. Cause gotcha. like the, the Dathomir witches aren't like pro imperial. No, they've never, they've never been, they've never no, been shown. They to hated Sidious. They, they hated, hated Sidious. But you've been able to turn turn them into being like pro imperial zealots, like basically, basically imperial yeah. zealots, well, just like how those Sidious ones, turns the Jedi. Yeah, those ones weren't, and that's true as well. It's, it's weird yeah. because like, they're they in a different galaxy. Yeah. They so wouldn't have been anything Sidious, but they would have still followed just like the sort of core beliefs of what it is to be. Yeah. I'd like a knight sister and a part so, of that religion. To me, like the promise there is that. Hey, help me get back to that galaxy, and I'll get you back. I'll, I'll get you to Dathomir. Yeah, and like then... a, a galaxy that is alive and not dead. Because they yeah. established that this galaxy that they've gone to this season is a dead galaxy. It's, yeah. it's mm. barren. It's there's nothing here. There's no civilization. No. So maybe the Night Sisters want to go to Dathomir and rebuild some kind of civilization, civilization within a galaxy that has life to it mm. potentially. But I think there's a big question mark there that I don't even know if we'll get answers to. It's curious to, yeah. to think about. Um. So yes, last shot, Sabine. Uh, Ahsoka, and they're like looking off into the distance. This is where we're meant to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was really vague stuff from Sabine, and then Ahsoka goes also over the hill and looks, and she's like, gives a vague Ahsoka look, and then they look back. And I swear to God, I was so mad. I was because I thought they're not going to show us what they're looking at. Um, and then they show us Ghost Anakin. That's just they show Ghost Anakin kind of looking. I have a slight pet peeve. Do they not cut back to then Ahsoka for the final shot? No, Anakin's the, Anakin the final shot. Yeah, I, I have a slight pet peeve of, like, I always thought it was cool that Anakin in ghost form has white robes. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, he, he does in he does in Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Oh, I forget. And it's the only time you get to see Anakin in, like, white traditional, like... That's wild. Jedi I didn't robes. know that. And I, I think it's nice. It's, like, like poetic to his turn back to the light side. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because they did the... When they did the, the, the remastered version. They yeah. had like the old Anakin. They put who him, was in white robes. They put him in top, mm. and then they just put Hayden Christensen's they, face over. Yeah, so. I get well, what you mean. Yeah, well, there you like, go. Still, Anakin gets put in white robes. I, I just like I want to see his horse ghost in white robes. I like this more because a lot of what they explored in this show is Anakin's complicated relationship with his past and the Force, and how like dark and light lives strongly within him. Mm. I love that, and I thought they did a really, really great job of exploring that in Episode Five. It's like I am. All of me lives in you. That's the good and the bad. That's that's who I am. Uh, and I think the darker colored robes kind of reflects that as well in an interesting way. I've always liked it. But yeah, that's that's my take. Okay, so that's it. That's the episode. Overall. Oh, do you want to jump into something? Yeah, there's like one like last thing there of I I still feel like I got this feeling of everything's going to be pretty all right for Ahsoka, even though she's in a pretty dire Yeah, there's definitely a, a note of hope, which is um, good. Yeah, like ending on that note of hope is like a really important i think key part of what makes star wars really great and um you get this reflection with sabine um that you guys were talking about before of like she left her earlier in the episode and she stays yeah with her instead of going with ezra at the end um and one of the last lines that ahsoka gives to vader after before vader like kills her in rebels yep um is I'm I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you again. Uh-huh. And I I think it's cut, cutting like between oh, the parallel of cutting between Ahsoka and Anakin at the end of the episode, um, and showing that like Ahsoka was able to teach an apprentice like the lesson that she failed. Ah, gotcha. That's nice. And like being able to save save her master, I think mm. is like comes around full circle quite nicely and ties up 
um, and like a nice arc for Ahsoka. In, that is nice. In speaking of arcs, I think I want to dive into just like overall season thoughts now. Yep, cool. I think they fundamentally failed to create a compelling Ahsoka story in yeah. the show. I and think I think did. that sucks. <laughs> I started this episode by saying I was dis- disappointed in this episode. Yeah. I'm disappointed in this show. Me too. I love this episode as like a fun finale full of action and spectacle in mm. terms of like an overall season finale and dramatic thematic conclusion. It, I feel like it fails, unfortunately. It I sucks. think, yeah. Like with that point I made at the end, I think it's really good. Yeah. But I think there's, there's so much more you could have done throughout the entire season to make it feel stronger. Yes. Um, I think the pieces are there. I think yeah. the pieces are definitely there. Um, but there's like some stuff with Sabine where Sabine doesn't feel like a super compelling character to follow sometimes for me. Nah. Okay. Um, and there's stuff with Ahsoka maybe within like that. Before we get to that, like fun force vision stuff where she's just kind of stuck. I didn't feel like she got more interesting after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I felt the whole time Ahsoka was too stoic, too boring, not charismatic. Yep. Sabine was way more interesting to me. And even then, it's two characters you are trying to explore in this show of Master and Apprentice, and neither of them feel fleshed out enough. The show spread itself so thin across all of these different arcs and different places. The plot and the destinations they went to, the adventure was incredible, and I loved what happened and the scope and the change to the galaxy. Overall, that stuff rules. But it's these individual character growth and change and challenge yeah. that makes a good story. Yeah, literally. And I think they failed there. Yeah, I, lo- I lost... Did I even really have emotional connection to the main two characters? I don't think so, because the performances weren't there. The arcs weren't there. Yeah. Um, if anything, I had more for Sabine. Like, just, like, what was Ahsoka's big challenge? What did she have to overcome? What was the thing that made her change yeah. for the end of the show? At the, at the end of this day, this show, to me, only accomplished two things. Yep. It swapped the positions of, <laughs> in, a, in a galaxy physically of where Thrawn and Ezra are and where Ahsoka and Sabine are. Yes. That's it. I mean, yeah. It, that, Eight episodes. Yeah. And, and they left me on a cliffhanger. This, this show left me with more questions than answers. I'm incredibly dissatisfied by it. And now we can talk about the fact that season two hasn't even been announced yet. We don't know when Dave Filoni's movie that is meant to tie in his entire Mando universe. It's his is movie? Meant to happen. Yeah, 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 it's his movie. It's Mandoverse, like, yeah, it's going to be his thing. He's directing He's going to drive it, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's that, and then there's also Skeleton Crew, which we also don't have a release date for. There's the whole nebulous state of Hollywood, specifically Disney, within the scope, the, the, the landscape of Hollywood right now, and it's all just a big bunch of questions, and we have zero trust in Disney with this property. <laughs> Honestly. It's yeah. a big part of the reason we make this show in general. We love ripping on the sequel trilogy. It's like, we want Star Wars to be good. We want to enjoy it as much as we can but we just don't trust the people behind it. Like, Filoni is great. He's a really talented writer, as evidenced by the show. Yeah. But it's, I think, the production company behind it that is such a failure and a weakness. Yeah, honestly. So I'm sorry that, I'm sorry that we're, like, <laughs> being so pessimistic here at the end of this season, but this show is, is a representative of what I think is such major problems yes. with the Star Wars property. You know, it, it, it comes so close to being great because there's so much greatness within the Star Wars property. And I think out of all these shows, this is probably the show that became most, like, most close to that just like that Star Wars. Like yeah. What, what I imagine Star Wars to be, maybe ra- other than early Mando. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and I think they're succeeding in different areas where this is a plot-driven, main character-driven story show that's going to change the galaxy as we know it. That should be that should be something we get more often, and that should be something we get at a higher quality, is, is all I'm saying. Mando's great. The idea of Mando started with him being separate from the galaxy, roaming the galaxy as a bounty hunter. That fucking rules too. Not, doesn't need to change the, the state of the galaxy. Yeah. I'm going on a big rant now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating, man. Sorry, Sandra. I feel like... Oh, no, 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 no. Um, so sad while we were having that, like, 
I think overall, like, I still like quite enjoyed the series. Me too. Um, and I, I, I feel like I did get something from Ahsoka, just maybe not enough. Yeah. Um, I care for the character. I, I feel like she's arced over multiple different shows, and but if you're watching this show and you're coming in without watching seven seasons of fucking Clone Wars, <laughs> or Rebels. and you're looking for an arc in this show, you're just not quite. You're not, you're not quite getting it. Not gonna get it, man. Um, but like, I think if you're looking for an arc that contributes to an arc that's existed for like the past ten years, then I think you're you're gonna get something. But still, maybe maybe not enough. I enjoyed topics and themes in the show. Um, but I'm looking forward to season two if and when they make it. And I believe that if they do a good job of season two, it can retroactively increase the quality of season one. I think they could potentially do a better job and make this show better for having existed. Right now where we are, it's just left us with so many questions and such uncertainty about the future, where, where all this is going, what Ahsoka's story, like where, where it lies in the future. Yeah. But thing, it could be better. One thing that gives me hope about that sort of ending montage yeah. is that I'd hopefully love to see the second season just following Shin... Balin, Ahsoka, Ahsoka and, Sabine. and Sabine. I wouldn't. <laughs> I I don't. I think Thrawn pushing Thrawn into the into the actual like Star Wars galaxy mm. means that he's that galaxy's problem. I see what you mean, but we now have Ezra and Hera working together, potentially bringing in Zeb as well. They mentioned he was training recruits, mm. and we're like, hey, we're gonna get the rebel, we're gonna get the band back together while Sabine and Ahsoka in the other galaxy. I get what Sandra's saying though, because that that could be like the season. Uh, so that could be the 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 movie thing that what that movie is meant to be. Is, true, is, true, um, it could. Yeah. And if if season two is going to be, or should be more Ahsoka, then stay here with Ahsoka, do Ahsoka things, um, and, and just do it right. You know, if it's the Ahsoka show, maybe focus on that character. That would Condense be great. Condense it, yeah, and you know, focus on what you need to focus focus on. I would love to talk about the movie now. Let's talk about the movie because motherfucker, the biggest problem is they are not going to use Han, Luke, Leia, and Lando. And it just is ridiculous. The yeah. idea that Thrawn comes back to the galaxy and those four characters are not going to be involved. There's you can recast yeah. them. You can recast these characters. The number <laughs> the number one threat in the galaxy to Thrawn is a person that he's never met before. The person who, while he was away in a different galaxy, changed the shape of everything. Luke yeah. Skywalker. Yeah, and, and brought the Jedi back. Yeah, literally, he's his biggest threat. And you're going to tell me that they're not going to come face to face. I believe that's what they'll do because that's what Disney wants to happen. And it's just so dumb. It is so silly. <laughs> I feel like maybe they tied themselves into a hole. I feel like at this point, Star Wars fans probably wouldn't even care like if they ditched the CG Luke and just did a recast. Do a recast. There's people who will have, care. I don't want to watch a movie of, of CG Luke. Yeah. Do a re I wonder what recast. The, I'm curious. I'm curious. What's the majority? Would you prefer... I would love to know the majority as well, but yeah. I've seen both. I've been reading a bunch of Reddit articles. There's people who are like, never recast any of the original cast. Just do CG. The CG looks so good in Mando and Boba Fett. Just do full CG. It's a TV look series anyway. Like, if you want it to be disconnected from your mainline saga, you can just not watch it. Like, it's yeah. a TV series. I feel like recasting is maybe a bit more... The, the more, more appropriate choice. Exactly. I had a question then for the audience for doing audience questions. If you believe in doing CG, Luke... What more are you getting out of that than you are out of just a real performance by an actual person? Because it looks like looks it looks like Mark Hamill. Cool, it looks like Mark Hamill. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? It does. 
It's He's not a even, character. It's not Mark Hamill to begin with. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, there's people who are like, no, we don't need the original trilogy. People will hold on to them too much. We can just have these new characters. I understand what you mean, but if you just look at the reality of the galaxy, those three or four characters are so intimately tied to what's happening as they reshape the New Republic. You can't write a story without them. They already ran into this problem in the Ahsoka series. They had to have Leia involved, so they put in C-3PO. Yep. People liked that. People liked that. People liked that. I want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is our biggest I, rant episode of this yeah. review show oh, yet. It should be. Um, yeah, I saw some internet stuff and people liked that. That's wild, bro. Yeah. That's wild. I, I was so disappointed. Uh, yeah. But that's, I think I've, I've, a lot of our rants kind of out yeah. of the way after the show's finished. Quick. Do I look forward to rewatching this show? Absolutely. Some banging action scenes. I think I will rewatch this show, which yeah, is more than I can say for most Star yeah. Wars TV series. Yeah. No, I'll rewatch this just the same way I watch uh, Mando season one and two because they're fucking great. They're fun TV. They're good to watch. Uh, it's just some minor, uh, some major and minor gripes. I'll I, either... I can't wait to watch this, see if I can nitpick on any small details, come back with a bit more retrospective. Yeah. And like, see if there's like, Maybe more meaning or maybe things where it seems like some themes were maybe left on the cutting room floor, maybe because of time restraints, budget restraints. Yeah. Why not? Until season two is even happening or if it gets closer, I'm going to tell you, okay, I'm not going to be able to rewatch this That's and look so back fair. fondly on this show. That's so fair, man. Yeah. That's so fair. It's the, it's the polar opposite of Andor. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. We can rewatch yeah. Andor any day of the week because yeah. it's well, so it's good. A... And we dread season two look, because it's a different lead mm. creator. <laughs> look, I know that Andor yeah. season two is going to happen, but I can also like allow Andor to, to exist in its universe where it's like, season two doesn't need to happen. And season one is great. Yeah. And I, you don't need season two. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. The Ahsoka season two, it's like it needs to happen because it, if it yeah, doesn't, left a, we have so, so many unanswered, unanswered questions. Yeah, anyway. but I think that's kind of I think you get the idea. That's our review. I would give it a solid three out of five on the Bryce Quinn scale. <laughs> I can't do halves. I feel like it's it's not quite a four, but it's it's definitely a three for me. It's really good, but overall disappointing. It's not enough to be a four. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's three. a five out of ten for Mello. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our review of Ahsoka, the, the Disney Plus series. Hope you've enjoyed listening along, if you have been listening along. Uh, if you're going back and re-listening later on, years from now, go check us out on Patreon, baby. That's where we make our money. <laughs> but until then, we're not going to be doing any more reviews weekly. This is the, the Disney Plus show. It's done now. Uh, we're going to be doing our weekly podcast where we talk about the sequel trilogy and how we're going to fix them in our rewrite. Before, this end, oh, sorry, before the end of this year, we're going to have something solid to show off and read to you. But until then, this has been Fixing the Sequel Trilogy, and may the force be with you.